Hi everybody, this is God Saad. Uh, the last four days I've been very, very sick with a bad stomach virus, a gastro, which led on Sunday morning to my being taken by ambulance to the hospital for a six-hour stay because I fainted from apparently the severity of the pain. I found myself on the floor with my wife trying to kind of speak to me. It was really a surreal event. But uh, luckily, thank the cosmos, thank God, thank Darwin. Uh, it's it's a gastro, a violent one notwithstanding, but uh, everything is fine. So here I am back on the sad truth, even though I'm slowly recovering. Thank you all for your very warm wishes. Yesterday was also uh, my... Uh, wife and I's uh, and, and my wife and, and and I yes our anniversary uh, 23rd anniversary and so it wasn't exactly a very romantic anniversary to be taking care of me when I have the gastro but that's what a beautiful marriage is you take care of your, each other through sickness and health may this be the most sick that either of us will ever be so in any case, today I want to talk, the reason why I decided to get off, uh, you know, sitting uh, in pain with my hands around my stomach to talk to you is because there is a very serious issue that I need to discuss, and that is how white supremacy is rearing its ugly head when it comes to white sharks. So white men are marginalizing great white sharks, and we need to put an end to that. So I'm going to read you verbatim an entire article from the Washington Post, and then pepper it with my own comments. So here we go. This is I. This is not satirical. I will post uh, the link to the actual article. Okay? Here we go. Shark Weeks lacks diversity, overrepresents men named Mike, scientists say. Researchers say discoveries programming overwhelmingly featured white men as experts while emphasizing negative messages about sharks. So let me just start off. First of all, you don't want just white men appearing as uh, shark experts. There's a completely different scientific uh, reality that would be uh, garnered if you had transgender people of color who study shark ecology or shark biology or shark anatomy or shark behavior. Uh, so, you you know, by having someone identify of a different gender, so they're not cisgendered, they're not white, your skin you has a profound impact on your ability to study sharks. And so by having greater representation, epistemologically, it helps the field advance. So I'll just say that off the bat. So this is very good. This is very progressive for science to use... Uh, utterly irrelevant traits to argue why, you know, science is not fully uh, uh, realized, its potential hasn't been realized because, you know, you have white men named Mike who are studying sharks. Okay, let's go on. Uh, Lisa Whitenack, Whitenack, by the way, why is her name White? Lisa Whitenack loved sharks as a kid. She spent rainy days leafing through a guide to sharks in Reader's Digest. Every summer, she would watch Shark Week Discovery's annual TV event that spotlights the ocean predator with seven days of dedicated programming. But when the scientists appeared on her TV screen, she rarely saw any woman she could look up to. 
Why would I know I could do that? White Knack said, I don't come from a family of scientists. I didn't see very many people that looked looked like me on television. Exactly. So for example, I'm not sure how I became a consumer slash evolutionary psychologist, a professor at a business school. I, I, I hardly ever saw, if ever, Lebanese Jews that looked like me who were represented as, you know, uh, psychology of decision-making experts. And so, you know, I'm not sure how I was able to become that because what what really matters is that you look at people who look like you to then hopefully aspire to be like them. So, for example, I knew that, you know, I could never play in the World Cup, even though, by the way, I was good enough to play in the World Cup, had a career-ending injury, because when I looked at the players, none of them were Lebanese Jews. So I couldn't relate. How can I be like Johan Cruyff or Pele? Pele is a black man. I can't be a soccer player because Pele. Diego Maradona, they referred to him as the brown boy from Argentina. Even though I'm from the Middle East, therefore I'm a Jew of color. So there was no way for me to really break through into becoming a, a World Cup player because I wasn't represented. There were no Lebanese Jews to look up to. So that's why right now, this minute, I'm not playing in the World Cup. That's why I didn't play on the Canadian national team. Because growing up, I didn't have that role model. So there was that barrier. White Knack, now a biology professor at Allegheny College in Medville, Pennsylvania found her way into shark research anyway. When the pandemic lockdowns came in 2020, she saw an opportunity to study the source of her old misconceptions. Was Shark Week feeding audiences the wrong messages about sharks and who studies them? By the way, I completely agree because whenever we see, let's say, great whites, we never see great whites, you know, being empathetic. We never see great whites taking care of their, you know, shark pups with love and affection. We see great whites engaging in in violence they're they're doing surface attacks on seals once in a while they are attacking a surfer so you are marginalizing the great white sharks whereas if you look at the full panoply of what they do they have dreams they have hopes so imagine if you had a shark week show that's targeting humans where you're looking for ratings but instead of let's say doing shark attacks as the main point of the show, look at what sharks do. Maybe they do shark crocheting. You don't know. Maybe they're shark bowling. Sharks are not just these big teeth that attack. Look at them through in their, in their entire range, the buffet of repertoire of behaviors that they engage in. See what I said, that buffet? And therefore, what you would have there is less marginalization of sharks and therefore, ecologically, that would make more sense. Instead of us being scared of them and killing them, we could learn to know, look, they want to raise their children just like we do. And then that way, you know, we could all live in a better world together. So there you go. So, so far, I'm totally on board. White Knack led a team of researchers to examine hundreds of Shark Week episodes that ate between 1988 and 2020. In a study published last month by the Public Library of Science, their research claims that Discovery's programming emphasized negative messages about sharks. As I said, negative messages. Sharks attack. Bull sharks are testosterone machines. They're very aggressive and territorial. Who wants to only see that? Again, you're stereotyping those bull sharks. Bull sharks have dreams. Bull sharks have ambitions. 
Bull Sharks wants to want to be somewhere, somebody. So why don't you look at positive messages of bull sharks rather than, oh, they attack this person and they attack this and they attack that. You're marginalizing them. Lacked useful messaging about shark conservation. And actually, in all seriousness, I, I do agree that, that that's, a good, that's a good point. And overwhelmingly featured white men as experts, including several with the same name. Why is everybody called Mike, who's a shark expert? What about Laquan? What about Ahmed? What about Mordechai? Why are you only picking white men, shark experts, named Mike? What about Husseini Akbar al-Kabir? Come up with other names, right? I mean, what about Far East Asian names? What about names that are clearly of, hopefully, you know, show transgender people of color. Show the full range of possible shark experts. Don't rely on one particular skin you with one particular name, Mike. That's restricting. If my name is Albert and I'm trying to become a shark scientist and I see that all of the shark scientists are named Mike, then I'm not seeing myself represented, right? My name is Walter. Walter say Matthau. Now I want to be a shark scientist, but all I see is Mike Johnson, Mike Harrison, right? Mike Addison, always Mike's. And I say, well, shark science is not for me. So she's onto something. This is important research. I'm not going to read the rest of it. You can read it on your own. But what this research has shown is number one, too many white men in, in being depicted as shark scientists. Too many negative messages of sharks. Oh, they're just these big teeth. And number three, the white men, so you already have a, a manifestation of white supremacy. The white men are overwhelmingly named Mike. You can't come up with Roger. You can't come up with Abraham. You can't find a single shark scientist named, uh, I don't know, what, 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 what's a cool name? Gad. How can I ever be a shark scientist if there isn't a Lebanese Jew named Gad? So there you have it, folks. So unlike the old approach whereby the scientific method liberated us, as I explained in the parasitic mind, from the shackles of our personal identity, that's what makes the scientific method beautiful. It doesn't matter what your name is, what your skin color is, what your gender identity is, what your sexual orientation is. Math is math. Neuroscience is neuroscience. Shark ecology is shark ecology. No, you don't get greater diversity in scientific breakthroughs because there are more people that have different skin use on your team. There is no such reality. Okay? But now we're more progressive. So now we know that by having the die religion, diversity, inclusion, and equity, guiding all of our scientific decisions, who gets a chaired professorship, who gets a scientific grant, who wins an award, now we've become progressive. We don't award these based on the old idea, the white supremacist idea of meritocracy. Instead, we use immutable traits to allocate honors. That's a lot more progressive and incidentally, by the way, don't get me started on the World Cup. You want to talk about lack of country diversity. The World Cup has been happening since 1930. In this last World Cup, but many 
previous ones as well, over 200 countries tried to qualify for the World Cup. You know, since 1930, the first time that the World Cup was held, how many countries have won the World Cup? Do you know how many? Eight. France, Brazil, Italy, Germany, Uruguay, Spain, England. I'm missing the last one. Uh... Brazil, France, Germany. I'm missing an eighth one. It's not. Or did I say Uruguay? I said Italy. Which is the other one? England. England. That there you go. England won it once in 1966. So eight countries have won. How come no African countries won it? Notwithstanding the fact that Morocco now made it to the uh, quarterfinals. If if an Islamic country doesn't win the World Cup this time around, that's Islamophobic. By the way. There are 14 million Jews in the world. Not once has the World Cup gone to Israel, Jewish nation. You're going to tell me that's not anti-Semitism? Not one Asian country has won the World Cup. Why the hate against people from the Far East? If the World Cup is truly going to be representative of the rich tapestry of skin colors, gender identities, gender orientations, sexual orientations, ethnicities, religions, then we need to have better representation. To have the same eight teams, look, now in the in the sem- in the quarterfinals, you've got Argentina, you've got Brazil, you've got France, you've got England. So it's very, very likely that the country who's going to win is going to be one of the countries that have already won it. That shouldn't be. We need to find a better system, not rooted in competition and meritocracy. So in exactly the same way as Shark Week showing scientists who are named Mike and White is wrong, we need to have transgender people of color named Osama. That's how we advance in the science of shark ecology. That's what we need to do in soccer. That's what we need to do in all fields. There's nothing more beautiful than progressive thinking. Take care, everybody. Cheers.